Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. I'm Hugh Wizencroft. It's time to review day nine of Qatar 2022 on TalkSport's World Cup Daily. Plenty of thrills and spills from the four matches in Doha today. Scintillating goal-laden day in Doha. That's just the way we like it at a World Cup on TalkSport. Long ball forward here. Bubakar, it's play on. Is the flag going to go up? Well, he's tried the lob. He's got it over the keeper. Bounces and goes into the net, but the offside flag went up. It is given. Abubakar's got a goal back out of absolutely nothing. It's a Roger Miller moment, isn't it? Oh, unbelievable We're not going to forget that one in a short period of time. It is Abubakar. He's going to square it. Big chance. Jumpamoteng. 3-3. Here's Gideon Mensah into the area. Oh, an air shot from Williams. It's hit by Kudus. And Ghana are back in front. It is South Korea 2, Ghana 3. The crowds are out in the Qatari desert and they've come to see Brazil. This is Junior and now Casemiro shoots. Oh, oh Casemiro has scored into the top corner. And Brazil have surely won it. Two wins from two and World Cup hopes rapidly turning into World Cup expectation. Portugal victory tonight would see them join France and Brazil safely through to the last 16. Fernandez steps up, slow run up, right footed, rolls it into the bottom corner. And Bruno Fernandez sends Portugal soaring into the last 16. Bruno Fernandez at the double, and he's Portugal 2, Uruguay 0. So it was a blue Monday for the Uruguayans in the game that we have watched. Here at Lucelle Stadium, myself, Hugh Wisencroft, alongside the former England striker Leanne Sanderson and TalkSport's Alex Crook. You're listening to the TalkSport World Cup Daily Podcast. Let's talk about England next. Uh, we'll check in again with the England camp, in fact. Three Lions manager Gareth Southgate speaking ahead of the final group game against Wales on TalkSport. England correspondent Faker Others asked Southgate if he was under more pressure as a coach of such a talented squad. No, I mean, I think we've got good players. I obviously played with an incredible team in 1996. Um, there was an incredible team in 2004, 2006. So... Yeah, we have to be really careful about how we label and bracket players because um, we also can put a lot of pressure on them and our job is to try to make the environment one where we release as much of that as we can. In the end, 
they've got to step over the line, they've got to perform and World Cups are more scrutiny than any other environment in their football lives but um, you know some of these guys we've got to allow them you know they're, they're not they're not robots they're, they're going to have dips they're going to have days where they don't perform quite as well and um, we totally understand that they know that that's part of performance but then the next one they're motivated to come back and uh, and try to play at a better level um, but as always you've also got to respect we do have an opponent it, we're not a sport where it's just us and uh, uh, competing against ourselves and our own best level you've got an opponent stopping you and sometimes that makes games more complicated and an added complication against Wales as we know we know everything about them and you also have the experience with what happened against Scotland in in the Euros mm. how much do you draw upon that uh, yeah to a degree um, because we know what the build-up to the game will be like and the um, the types of things that um, might be said or we might be asked and, and and that sort of thing but in the end we you have to play well and um, we've got to f uh, focus on our performance focus on um, matching the work rate of the opposition which is a start point of any game making sure that we're um, collectively aware of the the dangers that they have but also play our football you know we've got to uh, We've got to Im impose our football on, on the opponent and um, it's no different to what we're always trying to do, really. That's the England head coach, Gareth Southgate, speaking to talk sports, fake or others. You picked up the microphone immediately, Leanne Sanderson. You've got something to say. Sometimes we have to be realistic and think about where Gareth Southgate has taken us. But I also think after this tournament, I don't think he'll be in the job for much longer. And that's not me saying I want him to necessarily go. But to a certain degree, I think everything runs its course. And I think we've not, we've regressed under Gareth, but I think it just gets to a point where you plateau yeah. and then it's almost like, what next? Because again, we always have top individual players, but we don't seem to know how to handle the talent. And I go all the way back to Glenn Hoddle, all the way back to Joe Cole, those types of players individually. I feel like we coach it out of them and, and it's almost like we don't play this free flowing football. Players have always been compared, club versus country, that type of stuff. I think players have played well in the Euros. We, we were carried away a little bit. So certainly we've got to a final. But then again, tactically, you know, Gal Southgate brings on a Henderson instead of a Phil Foden. You know, I know he's the England manager. And during the Euros, I thought I could pick the team. I thought I was the England manager. You know, because I was crying out for Jack Greenish all the time. But I just want us to feel like we play with no restraints. And having someone like Henderson, for me, isn't the answer. What do you think, Alex Crook? I can understand where Leanne's coming from. I have to say, I've always been fairly pessimistic about England's chances under Gareth Southgate. I'm not one of those who believes he's overachieved in some ways. I think he's underachieved. You look at the semi-final against Croatia at the last World Cup, I think England were in a position to win that game and the decisions that he made, or rather didn't make, when it came to tactical changes, cost them the game. Against Italy at the Euros, they go 1-0 up, they sit deep, they invite Italy back into the game. Again, the manager doesn't react. We're at a World Cup here where Italy didn't even qualify. I think that was a massive opportunity missed to win a trophy. They beat Iran 6-2 and I think, is he going to release the shackles finally and play that front foot football, which I think is what would take England to glory. And then they produce such a stinking performance, negative performance against the USA. And I'm back in the camp where I don't see Southgate delivering big prizes. But the thing is, Alex, under previous managers, you know, Roy Hodgson, Steve McLaren, those types of managers, they didn't really take us anywhere. 
you know, Gareth Southgate has progressed us on. I mean, we won't get yeah. into a European Championship final. We never did. So I, I agree with you. I don't disagree. But I just think, you know... Such a tough one, isn't it? It is, because for me, Gareth Southgate, if he's not in the England job, he's going to be like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He's not really going to be in management. I think he's going to do what's worked for him in the past, to be perfectly honest. If it takes England far and that's what he knows, then that's what he's got to do, to be perfectly honest. But it won't take them over the line. You don't think so? No. The thing that I liked about that interview is Gareth Southgate at least showed a human touch and understanding about his players. They can't be amazing every week. The only thing that I think some fans would respond with is, isn't that your job? To make sure that, at least in these seven games, we get that high level of performance. We need to see England react against Wales tomorrow. Wales, by the way, are going to have to win by four goals and hope for a favourable result in the Iran-USA match. Uh, it has been a tournament of upsets and Welsh talisman Gareth Bale is backing his teammates to pull off the shock against England. Every team has weaknesses, so we all, we've obviously done our homework and we've had meetings and... Um, yeah, I'm sure they've done the same with us. So we know it's going to be a difficult game. England are a very good team, one of their favourites to win the tournament. So we're under no illusions. It's going to be hard, but um, we're going to be ready. We're going to give everything like we always do. And um, yeah, there's been a few shocks already in, in the World Cup. And yeah, there's no reason why we can't do the same. He has been an absolute legend for Wales, Gareth Bell. But for me, if he does play, Aaron Ramsey can't. And I would drop them both, to be perfectly honest. I would give the players of the future an opportunity against England. Certainly some players that can get around the pitch. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that, Hugh. I, I would take Gareth Bale. I understand <laughs> the Aaron Ramsey one, but I wouldn't do the Gareth Bale one, I think. I understand what you're saying, give the youth a chance and that type of stuff. But for me, I think the Welsh always seem to step up against England whenever I played against Wales or Scotland or Ireland. They seem to have that little bit more hunger and that desire. And I've no doubt that Gareth Bale will come alive. I can't see them him benching, Robert Page benching Aaron Ramsey. I could be wrong and Gareth Bale, but I, I can't see it happening. Same with you. You think they'll both play? I think they probably will. I mean, the only thing that's making me lean towards one of them being left out, and I, I think Bale definitely plays, is that Rob Page suggested that maybe it's a big ask for some of his players to go again so yeah, quickly yeah. Um, after that game against Iran. Exactly. So it, it suggests that he's certainly sleeping on his team selection. OK, remember, we will bring that game to you Tuesday evening on TalkSport, Wales against England. Huge clash between the home nations at the World Cup. Let's move on, though, because there are some other issues not necessarily on the pitch that we want to discuss today. An exclusive interview from TalkSport with the head of the 2022 FIFA World Cup Qatar, Hassan Al-Tawadi, has been in conversation with Jim White and Simon Jordan here on TalkSport. Now, the start of the tournament has been shrouded in controversy uh, due to a number of human rights issues in the country. Former England captain and BBC presenter Gary Lineker has been one of many to be outspoken criticising Qatar. Well, Al-Tawadi believes many people have refused to listen to their side of the story. This is the first World Cup in the Arab world, in the Middle East, in the Islamic world. This is a region that we said is steeped in football culture, tradition and history and passion. This is a region that is constantly misunderstood and misrepresented. And as the greatest cultural event in the world, which is what the World Cup really is, it is a great opportunity for the world to come and get to know us for who we are and what we are and what we stand for as well. And it becomes a cultural exchange between people. It's not between celebrities. It's not between media outlets. It, it's between the people on the street who sit down and, and celebrate. And that cultural exchange happens. And we can see that happening on the ground. It's not, a, you know, for 13 years we've been talking about it. Now it's being delivered on the ground. 
And that's the most important element out of all of this, which is breaking down the stereotypes and misconceptions that people have, which means the need to engage. The reason is because it's a platform that allows you and gives you the opportunity to engage. When it comes to statements that come out, for example, from, from, you know, from Roy or from Gary or whoever else it is, there was no engagement. It's a statement that comes out based on no, you know, no engagement. You know, the, the sad part, for, for example, for me, Gary Lineker, you know, as I was growing up, I, I looked up to him. You know, for me, when I was in Sheffield, I used to look at, you know, they think it's all, it's, it's all over. And for me, it was, it was a show that I used to love watching. I loved the banter. I loved the, you know, the sense of humor. I loved everything about it. And so for me, it's very disappointing that, that Gary never bothered to engage. And I say it openly. He never bothered to engage. We reached out. We reached out many times. The latest, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was in February. In February, we reached out over three or four times, specifically requesting to engage with Gary, to sit down and say, we understand your position. Give us the opportunity to put our case in front. At least hear, hear us out. If you don't agree then, that's fine. That's your decision. And that's, your, and, and that's your judgment, but we never got the chance. I, I'm disappointed that, we, that there was never the desire to listen to our part of the story. Well, Gary Lineker has responded to Hassan Al-Thawadi on social media. He said, well, this is news to me. Neither my agent nor myself received any request to engage with anyone involved with Qatar 2022. I have my weaknesses, but I'm not that rude. Very odd, says Gary Lineker. But um, did you think Hassan Al-Thawadi and the... Qatari organizing committee have a point? Yes, I do and I don't really. I mean, for me, I've been meeting with the Supreme Committee for the last four or five years, leading into the tournament. I know Hassan very well and they've always been welcoming to me and my girlfriend. They're flying her out here next weekend. So I can only speak from my experiences. No tournament. Russia wasn't perfect. South Africa wasn't perfect. And America, Canada and Mexico is not going to be perfect. So I can only go by my experience. It's quite interesting because, you know, I'm not quite sure in regards to Gary Lineker saying he's never been reached out to, then I think it's a bit of a tricky situation because, you know, you'd have expected them to at least got in contact with him. And, you know, it's one of those ones where it leads people to believe who's telling the truth, who isn't. But like I said, whenever I've been brought here by them, you don't hear about the good stuff. And there's a lot of hypocrisy out there, Hugh. You know, a lot of the good stuff that I've done here, you don't hear about it. They don't talk about the Khalifa Stadium being opened up for me to do a football camp for 200 and 300 kills. That's not anywhere, is it? And if I'm here, I don't personally need to wear a rainbow t-shirt to show that I'm gay. I was the first ever England player to come out that I was gay. Everybody knows that I'm gay here. So for me, I understand why people are doing that, but that's not, that's what I, that's not what I need to do. I'm here, they respect me, I respect their culture, and, and, I, and I like being here. I think it's interesting because I had uh, friends who flew over for the first England game against Iran and there was a lot of scaremongering um, in certain areas of the media back home. They didn't really know what they were walking into and they had a brilliant time uh, in keeping with what Leanne has been saying. And then they get back to the UK and they're still reading horror stories uh, about what's happening here in Qatar. And I've got to say, they were stunned by that. They didn't understand where those stories were coming from. And my experience, the same as Leanne's, I think it's been a fantastic tournament so far. I think it's brilliantly organised. I think everybody's been hospitable and friendly. And, and there's nonsense <laughs> that you can't get a beer in Qatar. You can get a beer in Qatar. Alex Crook can. He can sniff one out anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, and I understand, look, there is a balance to this. Of course, we're in a pr very privileged position as broadcasters, where we stay, the experience that we have being media and how we're treated around the place. Of course, there is a wider context around those that live here, migrant yeah. workers. You know, being LGBT and being a citizen of this country is obviously a, a different experience as well. And maybe 
maybe, I'm just saying this, the British media has lent too much into some of those major, I'm not saying that they're, I'm not trying to, you know, reduce the size of those uh, issues and talking points at all, but maybe we've just lent into them uh, very strongly. And, and maybe you'd expect that because, you know, those are stories that people maybe want to read and the media want to cover. The football has started. I think that is now centre stage. We'll be talking about more of that next on TalkSport. You're listening to the TalkSport World Cup Daily Podcast. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent a Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. You're listening to World Cup Daily with TalkSport. I am Hugh Wisencroft alongside the former England striker Leanne Sanderson. Our very own Alex Crook is here as well. We're still inside the Lucelle Stadium after Portugal's victory over Uruguay. But it's been a World Cup which has missed a very big name this time around. No Italy, of course, the European champions. But it won't stop us from hearing from an Italian World Cup winner. Alex Crook caught up with the great Alessandro Del Piero and asked him what he makes of England captain Harry Kane. Despite not scoring at Qatar, could he still challenge for the golden boot? Yes, of course. But Harry is the kind of guy that works a lot for the team, uh, and especially in the national team. I remember in the, in the final of the Euros, the, he was taking the ball from the defender and, and, and you score the first goal, guys. So it's a little bit more than a striker, you know. He can play in a different position. He helps the team a lot between strikers and midfielders. He's playing in that area. He helps a lot the team. So I don't know if he has all this energy to do everything. So let's see. If England goes forward, yeah, why not? Why not? He's an incredible player. I mean, he's an incredible player. I like him very much. So I think we all agree. Harry Kane, an absolutely fantastic player. But not everyone agrees with how he's used by Gareth Southgate in England. Interesting to hear Del Piero talking about, I wonder if he's got the energy to do all the things that he's so good at. Yeah, and to me that was uh, Del Piero, a a former striker, saying maybe Harry Kane does a bit too much work in midfield, which is not normally what you would associate with a number nine, as Leanne would know. And yeah, I thought there was a bit of a subliminal message there from Del Piero to tell Harry Kane, get in the box, get your goals. Yeah, he doesn't need to do that. For England. I feel like obviously for Tottenham Hotspur, we, we see him checking deep last season. He was almost like a CDM at times, you know. <laughs> and that's and if you're a defender, you're like happy days. Harry Kane's going back towards the opposite goal. But I think it's difficult because for me, I think Harry Kane's a top, top player. But I just want to see him doing, having that cutting edge in these tournaments, you know. I, I just feel like we need a goal in the 85th, 86th minute. Does Harry Kane have that in him that a Wayne Rooney had in him? Do you know what I mean? I know they're different players, but I just don't see that. So he's a top player. There's no denying that. But hopefully 
you know, against Wales, maybe we could see him getting off the mark. I think one of the issues for England at the moment is you, you want to ask whether they have clear patterns of play in the attacking third. You know, if you say, well, how do England score their goals? I think a lot of people would say set pieces and penalties. I mean, you, you want to say, well, you do and this. And that's not where we should be at. Because we have so many good individual players, that's not where we should be at. Do we not having a game plan of knowing like what it sounds like Manchester United from last season? And it's harsh, right? Because they scored six against Iran in yeah, the opening game. And actually, game. in that game, they did have an identity. You know, they, they spent a lot of time getting Saka in down the right hand side. Sterling was was coming in from the left and, and almost playing as a, a false number nine at times. Mason Mount was making those late runs that he makes to Chelsea, but. That all just seemed to go out the window against the USA. I hope that USA performance was a one-off and yeah. that the Iran game is more of a barometer. I guess tomorrow against Wales will tell us which one of those scenarios is the correct one. I want to give a special mention quickly though to Harry Maguire because I've been really critical of him this season and I think deservedly so, but I think he's been brilliant in this tournament and I think it goes to show you when he's got confidence what he can do because he looks completely different to how he looked to Manchester United. So credit where credit's due because he's looked brilliant and to come into a major tournament and look sharp and look fit is absolutely brilliant. So give him a lot of credit for that. England are about to take on Wales in a game that they will probably need to attack. So I wonder if we see a back five tomorrow. Will the England fans uh, be happy with that? We shall see. Anyway, Alex Crook, Leanne Sanderson, thank you very much. We will have that match for you. It's a 7 p.m. kickoff. All the build-up with Adrian Durham from 6. And don't forget, the TalkSport World Cup Daily Podcast is available to download on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. It will be there every morning throughout the tournament in Qatar. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.